All right, welcome to Listen Up. Uh, I'm your host, Neil, coming to you live from my living room in Sacramento. Uh, thank you all for allowing us into your ears today. We've got a fun podcast. Uh, we're going to do a little draft podcast with that coming up on Thursday night, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening. Uh, every time you guys make me feel a little bit better, every time I see those number of listeners go up. Uh, we got a few special guests with us tonight. Uh, our 49ers expert and favorite waiver wire scavenger, Michael, is here with us tonight. Doing Michael, how you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be back. Excited for this pod. going to be a fun one. Uh, and then we have uh, live from the either the 110, the 105, the 605, or the 210, Sean is joining us. Uh, how's the hustler life this time of year, Sean? It is going. I am just about jumping on to 110. going to do my four or five freeway connections on the way home. How long is your commute home? 48 miles, which can be a long time in the southern california yeah and la traffic trips, that could be a week this is about the <laughs> earliest i'll ever leave work what what time do you normally start usually about 11 o'clock usually say 11 oh, okay. 11 to 8 11 to 9 oh okay that's not um, bad. like monday through thursday and then friday saturday work a little later so what what do you do down there i am the general manager of hustler casino Oh, okay, nice. Uh, how, how's the how's the casino treating you these days? Casino's kicking ass. It's, we're actually beating April 2019 numbers. We're actually we're definitely beating April 2020. That's for sure. Well, okay. I, should, I should hope so. <laughs> but we're, no, we're we're doing really well. People want to come back. I mean, it's still a little funky with reduced capacity and a lot of COVID procedures where you still can't even drink water or coffee at the table. That, that sucks, but I mean, if people are getting back to normal, weird stuff's happening every week, which makes lets me know that things are definitely getting back to a normal card room lifestyle. Well, well, weird things do tell. You got you got any any fun any fun stories for us? Well, we yeah we have we have fun incident reports every week. Um, the last the last week, I think the funniest one was there's a guy that came in and told us he got robbed, came in security, and he goes, hey, I got robbed, I got robbed. We're like, okay, uh, what happened? He goes, oh, these, uh, these Armenians in this SUV came up, and they told me they had to sell two gold chains and a ring, and it was $1,000, so I paid them. And the ring, and, and the gold's fake. We're like, oh, okay, you got, you got hustled, that's... <laughs> Not not sure what, what crime was committed besides you being an idiot. It definitely reminded me of Casino with uh, Sam, Sam Rothstein. Yeah, you know, you're either too stupid, you're incompetent, or you're part of the scam. So there you go. Yeah, that sounds that, – yeah, that's negligence, not robbery. You're just an idiot. Yeah. So that, that, that was uh, – that's a pretty tame story, but that was, I think, the most fun one for the last seven days. Hey, you know, sometimes if that's the most wild thing you're going through, that's not a bad week. Like I, I, I sometimes when I'm at work, I enjoy a just a nice mellow night. So that's not well, a bad, you thing. know, it's, it's funny you say that because we had, you know, basically no, no, can't drink on the floor. So there's been no alcohol problems for four months, five months. And this last week we finally, we opened up an outdoor bar and we had more alcohol related incidents in one week than we had in five months. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I would believe that. Uh, yeah, alcohol makes people do stupid things. I mean, 
me one of them, I can attest to that, but I think we can all say that. Um, uh, and our last yeah. guest tonight, uh, we have a freshly vaccinated Deshaun. Uh, congrats on the uh, the Fauci ouchie. Uh, how you feeling? I'm all right. I just finally got something to eat to make my stomach feel better, but I haven't got like the chills or nothing yet, so I should be okay for a while. Which, which one did you get? Uh, I got the Pfizer, I believe, the second okay. one. All right. So yeah, I think I'm all done for until next year, maybe. I think we're supposed to all get another dose or another shot next year or something like like a flu shot, basically. I've heard there might be a booster later on this year at some point, seeing how everything goes. Um, yeah. You know, when I got mine, honestly, it felt just kind of like a kind of like a shitty hangover. Like it wasn't that bad. And it was actually one of those things where the day after I didn't realize how how I felt until a, another day later when I looked back, I was like, oh, I did kind of feel like shit yesterday, but nothing that really stops you from doing anything. So, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll bounce back. Better than COVID, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so. And also a good week to, you know, maybe maybe check out and take some time off with a draft week upon us. Um, actually, before we get into that, let's do a little uh, a little fantasy basketball update. Michael, uh, you, I think you are the only one of us still actually playing in the fantasy basketball yes. league. How's that going for you? It's good so far. I got a lead on George right now. Hopefully I can keep it. Um I've injuries and are still killing me a little bit, but shit, that's why the waiver wire is there. Yeah. And you have hit that hard and fast and often. How many moves have you made this season? I think I'm up to like 125 or something like somewhere around there. That isn't. So how many of your originally drafted team do you have left? Um, Hold on. Let me bring it up and I can, I can give you that answer. I think you're going to be the first champion that wins first place and has to pay money. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, three, four. I have five people left that I drafted. Who are your who are the five? I assume they're probably your best five at this point. Yeah, so right? we got Lu- Luca. Okay. We got Darius Basie, who I did drop when he got hurt, and then I picked him back up recently. Um, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, and Kemba Walker. Well, that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good five right there. Yeah. Uh, are you favored this week? Or are you projected to win? Um, I haven't looked. I, I don't set my lineup for the full week. So, because every time you make a move, it it fucks it up anyway. So, yeah, yes, it fucking does. Learned that one the hard <laughs> way. I don't know how it took me till this week to figure it out, but I left, I think, almost 150 points on the bench against George this week. Not that it really would have made a difference, but I was pretty pissed about that. Yeah, so I, I gave up setting it up a week in advance a long time ago. Uh, that, that's smart. I like it. Sean, are you still in the uh, the victors bracket, or did you fall down with the rest of I, us? I think, I think I, I got I got Mike by Greg. I think Greg made twenty five transactions to have about twenty more games played than I had. So out. I like to thank Kawhi Leonard for uh, resting. I like to thank uh, Clint Capella for sitting in the wrong wrong airline seat and getting a stiff back. <laughs> I just think Porzingis for being made of porcelain, and uh, I will say though, George talks a lot of shit. I think he has the lowest point score to any winning team. I think I would have beat I would have beat George by about 400 points still. So I, you know, I, I will say I was looking at the strategy for uh, for Greg, and I just thought, okay, even if he wins this week, or if I try to win the same way, my team is such trash for the rest of the playoffs. Like, I would do it the last week, but like, I'm pretty sure Greg's team's not – he can't do it every week. He's actually get someone else doing the same 
transactional model. I also couldn't get up at whenever he got up to make all those moves. I yeah. tried on Sunday. That that was Kenny's move, and he almost took out. Who did he almost take out? Uh, is that Derek right. flying Zion? Yeah, yeah. That was a high scoring game last week. Yeah, Derek was stressing the whole week at work. <laughs> That's funny. Now, Sean, just you to include you, over a fifty dollars fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. Now, does Derek work with Kenny? Uh, I mean, he works at the casino too, but like Kenny's there during the day. Derek's there at night. Uh, I'll say Kenny would would have been relentless with talking shit. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, Deshaun, just to include you, this is called playoffs. I know you haven't really. I know you weren't really around what, for what it. What is that? <laughs> I, I talked about that nine way chop we needed to figure out earlier. Yeah. Just, about <laughs> just leave Lupe out. He doesn't need anything. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I I think we're down to basically final week. I had a great time with all you guys. I they, I was glad that I actually jumped into this thing. Like, I had a great time, and first time I've done this in like twenty years. So, and it shows, obviously. Uh, I made a trade with Lupe halfway through the year when I was seven and two, and ended up at like, where would I end up at? Nine and seven. So my my team just shit the bed down the back end. I made a trade for Colby White, and he decided to stop playing basketball. Apparently. <laughs> So, well, uh, Michael, seeing that you're the only one left and, and the only one of those guys has been on the podcast, I wish you the best, and I hope you win it all. Thank you. Me too. I definitely don't want to lose to George, that's for sure. Yeah, that one – You guys got, yeah, you guys got a low-scoring potential week, but, again, I think you said, like, you haven't mapped your team out yet. Holy I shit. Think, I don't think he I, has. I don't know. I, I think George winning the league would be really fun for tax threats for a full year. <laughs> I think George's head might explode. It might, I don't know what he do with his team name. I mean, he, he's living up to us. Sorry, go for it, Deshaun. No, I'm gonna say it's the first time he ever won any fantasy anything in like five or ten years. If he does, does he still check all of his uh, check all the box scores every morning to get his points? Isn't he the old guy in the league? <laughs> yeah, he's Sacramento B. Only guy subscribed to B still. He's the flip phone guy. That's who George is. <laughs> Uh, oh, damn. Uh, apparently the Warriors are down 24 right now in the first quarter. That's not good. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, well, we'll jump over to baseball for a quick moment. I'm sorry to exclude you again, Deshaun, but uh, I, you're not in the league, right? No, I'm not in the league. I didn't yeah. sign up this year. Uh, and I, I am somehow at 3-0 and right now. I'm not really sure how. Mike, how's your team doing? Uh, terrible. <laughs> Are you, are you a Acuna Matata? I'm 0-3 at the bottom. Yeah, Acuna Matata. Well, here's the good news. Either you or Lupe is going to win this week. So Yeah, we'll see which. Oh, that, so that's Lupe, La, La Fama Blanca? I, I believe it is. Let me take a look. Yeah, that's Lupe. Okay. With Kenny Powers as his mascot. Yeah. Uh, yeah my, team, my team is not. I mean, I my position players are pretty good. But I didn't focus on pitching as much as I should have, and that's I've had a lot of negative fifteen, negative twenties, and that kind of hurts. Negative points are brutal in fantasy. I don't know how I feel about those. Sean, how's your team doing? Uh, one and two, uh, but I'm happy with Buster Posey. He's been stud. His fifth homer last night. Uh, pitching staff starting to come together. Did, did you drop Zach Plesac? I did, and then I picked him back up, and I think I dropped him again. I've been going and, back and, and I forth. Picked, and, I picked, and I picked him up. I'm like, how is Zach Plesak available in this league? You know, 10 man. 
that, well, that might come back to hurt you a little bit, Neil. It might, but he's given up six earned in both of his last two starts. No, he gave, he gave up three earned yesterday through seven. He's a, he's a good. Uh, okay, I made all my transactions on Sunday, so as yeah, of yesterday, yeah. they wouldn't have. I was I was at work, and I'm like, that Lisa picked up or dropped, picked up, dropped. Like, wow, that's, that's pretty pretty good player. I think I got Lisa, and I think Lupe dropped Chris Paddock early in the year. Like my my pitching staff's gotten is getting better as the year goes on. And, and I, it was one of those situations with this relief pitcher thing that he just didn't quite – I've actually – well, I think, Sean, you were on when I was doing my draft. My first, like, six draft picks were starting pitchers, just the way yeah, the, the draft fell, fell to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I got really, really lucky. Yeah, I've got Bieber, Kershaw, Nola. They've been doing very nice for me too. So, and yeah, I've the, got the relief uh, pitcher Lance thing, Lynn. The relief pitcher is weird because – Really, that should be corrected by Yahoo. And that, I mean, I didn't pick up any players that had dual eligibility who were really starters. Like I had Andrew Pomeranz for a while, but he's only going to be a reliever. He's not going to start any games. And I've been, in, I've, I've been in a lot of leagues where the commissioner would have more ability to uh, change the, the eligibility requirements. And it does. It Yahoo should fix that because that is a, a unfair fantasy hack. That if it's part of the rules, you, know, you can exploit it. It's just doesn't seem to be in the spirit of what you're trying to do. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I, last week, I had a guy who was a starter in my leave, in my relief pitcher spot, and I didn't quite realize that he was. I just, you know, went to relief pitcher and picked him up. So I apologize for that, but I'll take the win when I can. All my yeah. guys and relief pitchers now are relievers, so I hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the ass this week. I think, I think I'm think i facing Derek, and he had uh, Burns in there, and he actually had negative points yesterday. He's been the best pitcher in baseball the first three weeks. Yeah, he was a Besides stud. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of like pitchers in baseball, like what are your Sean? I'd like to start with you. What are your thoughts on maybe adjusting the pitching mound? I think the Atlantic League is testing out moving it back to I think sixty-one and six. What What are your thoughts on that? Um, six really? feet six inches hasn't changed forever. What? Why even go back a foot? I know they've they've what they need to work on more is like the foreign substance with pitchers using where you actually can get. 500 more revolutions by having the tackiest substance on your fingers. That's an unfair advantage. Um, they make, so that, that's, that's what they should actually work to improve. Moving the, the plate back is just, it's, I don't know, it's dumb. Because it's everyone's used to think, all these pitchers have thrown the same distance since they are 13 years old. Yeah. Now you're going to move it back. That, that, that seems to be kind of kind of productive. If you're, you're worried about movement, you can always lower the mound even more to make it more flat. They get less tilt on the ball. That will help to let people hit more fly balls, which that's what they're already doing. Um, I think baseball has a computer problem where it's too predictable and there's too much data, and it's making the game not as fun to watch. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan, but I don't like seeing strikeout, strikeout, walk, home run, strikeout, strikeout. Yeah. Um, and a part of the problem is like the the shift is not a problem, you know, but they pitch into it. But the problem is the hitters are adjusting, and the way to beat the shift is not hit the ball on the ground, which leads them to change their swing. And, you know, because, you know, if you hit it over the fence, shift doesn't matter. Yep. But also, risk rewards. So there's a lot more strikeouts, a lot more walks. There are only people, are, you know, the Giants have a philosophy with two strikes. Even if you can't do damage on a pitch, just take it and hope it's the ball. If you call it strike three, it's okay. And that's a really, that's, to me, that tells you that there's a fundamental problem when the team would rather have you not put the ball in play. 
Yeah, I not, agree. There was, there was also a stat where used to be a ball in play every uh, 45 seconds, 60 seconds. Now it's like 90 seconds. It's like almost uh, like 50 percent higher. That's how is that's not good for the viewing public and it's not, not good, good for younger viewers who are trying to watch the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, you know, why do young kids like like basketball? You know, it's always in motion, right? Football is segmented, but there's a lot of action. It's short first, and you can and you have enough time for for, for TV. Um, you know, it's it's real. They're losing a whole generation of fans. It's essentially boring if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm like you. I, you know, I even consider myself a baseball fan. But when you've got a, I think it's a, a career low in, or or a, a league wide low in batting average and a league wide high in strikeouts and fastballs. That's the other thing I've kind of started to notice too. Is that I was take for instance, I was watching the A's game the other night and they were playing Detroit and the closer was Soto on the mound and I have no idea who this guy is. But he's pounding the ball in there at 100 miles an hour. 20 years ago, if you were hitting 100 miles an hour, you were, you were a stork. You, you, you were rare. You were a rare breed and, like, valuable. I, and nowadays, I feel like everyone hits 100 miles an hour. I remember watching Rob Van hit 100, and I was just blown away. I remember even watching Jason Isry House and throw 96, uh-huh. 97. Like, oh, my gosh, it was amazing, you know. And now that every, every, every bullpen's got two or three guys who can do that now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult, I think the pitchers have almost, the pitchers have gotten better than the, than the batters have in a, in a shorter amount of time. One, one no, Neil, I am, I am going to the Reds Dodger game tomorrow. Oh, fun. So I will be finding a red hat to wear. <laughs> <laughs> now baseball is back. I did see a massive brawl outside Dodger stadium last night, I think on, on Instagram or Twitter or something. So just be careful. Don't, don't be one of those guys. We, we all know Dodger fans are jackasses. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, now, so, and, and who's pitching tomorrow night? You know what? I do not know. I was thinking about that when I was walking in the car. I need to actually look and see who's on there. I Forward hope I was the Dodgers, pitching. The, the, probably is going to be a, a Cy Young Award winner or a future Cy Young Award winner. <laughs> that lineup is just stacked. When Dustin Mays is your number five, that's just unfair. Yeah, Mays, Mays fantastic. No, but aren't the Giants aren't the Giants ahead of them in the standings right now? They're both 15-8, along with the A's. A's, Dodgers, Giants, best record in baseball. Uh, unfortunately, the A's just lost, so but uh, they're still doing well. And nine, sorry. Yeah. You yeah, got a, a you got a Sunny Gray Clayshaw Clayshaw Kershaw matchup tomorrow. Oh right, I like it. Well, there we go. There you go. That's that again, Sunny Gray. Evening game or afternoon game? What, one o'clock. Like I can go into work early. Get the game and then come back to work and then come home. Oh, that's awesome! Is, 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 that, is that called a businessman special? Is it? <laughs> oh, I, I can wear I can wear a suit and have a martini. There you go. How far are you from the Dodger Stadium when you work? Only fifteen miles. It's pretty. Oh, close. that's not bad. That's like two so hours. Getting, LA time. Getting, uh, getting there will be okay because it's limited capacity. I think they're still doing vaccine at Dodger Stadium, so that'll be a little oh. interesting. Uh, but coming back, it's going to probably take an hour and 10 minutes back to, you know. Oof. Where are your seats? I don't know. They're uh, Kenny's uncle, Uncle Jim, invited me. One hey, of his, Uncle uh, Jim. Yeah, one of his guys in his group fell out and asked if I wanted to go. So I said, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take a little afternoon baseball anytime. Well, I'll, I'll uh, be happy, happy to go to a game. Yeah, I've, I've not gone to a baseball game yet, but I'm definitely gotten, getting the itch to do so. Uh, I went to a Kings game last week. 
basketball is not a good product right now to go see live. So I know I offer tickets up to everyone every time, but it's not fun to go to. Is it just too quiet? So a lot of things. So, and mind you, all of these issues I have, have nothing to do with the Kings. It's just the rules that they have to enact. So none of this is a criticism of Sacramento itself, but you have to go to a certain area to eat and drink, but it's an area off to the side where you can't even see the live game. So what am I paying for here? Uh, you can, you have to have your mask on in the seats. You cannot have any food or drink in the seats. And it's also, they're only allowing 1600 fans in. It's just quiet. And it's, and it's hard to root and yell and talk shit with a mask on. It's just not the same thing. And you know, when you, when you factor all that in, and then realize how much you're paying versus being able to sit at home with a six pack and a couple be- and some burgers on your couch. The money just doesn't add up to me. So no. I give them an A for effort, but it's just, again, it's not the Kings that are doing this. This is coming from the league office. It's just not a good product. So I'm, I'm getting tickets to go to a boxing match on the 15th at uh, the Dignity Health Center, like the old stuff up center in Carson. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be pretty lawless <laughs> yeah the, the ufc and, and those realms tend to be a, l- a little bit more renegades than the uh than the nba mlb and, and uh nfl well you're gonna have a good mexican fighters it's gonna be a fun atmosphere so i anticipate bill Mass and uh cervezas flowing pretty good did well, you watch I, the ufc watched, this weekend anybody I watch did. that i watched I, I watched the ufc card i watched the boxing card it's good i guess the mass they said the masks were optional in florida for the fight, they, for the UFC fight. Yeah, exactly. They, they not in Florida. Yeah, and then, like, I guess the, the, the broken leg was disgusting as fuck already. And then the freaking um, massive dog getting knocked the hell out was, like, the highlight of the whole night, I guess, right? So the uh, the Weidman broken leg. I, I watched it one time and almost threw up. So I, so I watched I watched the Weidman and Silva fight live, but Silva broke his leg the same way against mm-hmm. Weidman. And it was the same sound, and I watched it with my brother-in-law. He was with me when I watched the Anderson Silva Weidman fight. And we both just yelled, oh, you know, almost like the throw-up emoji face. And then when he stepped back and his whole leg just cratered the wrong way, I was I've, – I've seen I've, – I've, I've been playing where a pitcher broke his arm mid-throw. Mid, mid right. So hearing the snap of a bone is just the grossest thing that you can't get your head. You never want to see or never want to hear it again. But when it happens, you're going to watch the replay, and then you want to throw up. <laughs> it's like a car accident. You can't look away. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I uh, was uh, serving the table that was watching the fight on their phone and was there when it happened. Uh, yeah, that was disgusting. Needless uh, to say, not many people ate dinner that night at that table. No, don't serve any bone marrow there. <laughs> and we definitely had bone marrow on one of the plates. That was the funny there part about go. it. <laughs> Perfect. I still take it. <laughs> yeah. No, and it was funny. It was a younger group of, I mean, they, they were obviously USC fans. I could tell by the ears. But, uh, yeah. we, I, I mean, dead giveaway right there. Or what? Well, I mean, think about that now. Like, remember back in the day, you could go to a bar and, like, you know, if someone wanted to start a bar fight, you're like, oh, okay, let's see what they got. Now you look, you take one look at those ears. It's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm out. What is it? The cauliflower ears is what they're called? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is not wearing any headgear when they're practicing. Mm. Oh, that would just Neil, hurt. Neil, where do you work at? I meant to ask. Uh, Camden Spit and Larder. It's a restaurant just a block away from the arena. Uh, okay. I think Greg, I'm pretty sure, I, I, well, I, I know I did. 
put a reservation for Greg in for tomorrow night so he will enjoy it and hopefully he has a good time there before going to the game. Okay, okay. Yeah, and you guys want to come in, just let me know. We'll take care of you. It's a, it's a fun, good – we're not cheap. I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. But uh, <laughs> we're that, you know, elevated dining but not fine dining. American food or something else? British with a mix of just like local California fresh products. Okay. Uh, one of the cool things that Chef does is that all of our vegetables and produce come from within about 35, 40 miles of the restaurant. Um, oh, okay. So we, we get all of our stuff almost every other day. We'll get fresh product in the restaurant. It's, it's, and you can taste it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe get a draft in there one day so we can figure that all out and we can all go in and do a draft in our back room one day. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, speaking of drafts, I didn't even mean to do that. That just worked out perfectly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have the draft on Thursday night and, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of lean on Michael here for this one. So as you're, as the Niners specialist of the group, uh, what, what are the team needs of the Niners right now? Where, where, where do you think they need to go with this draft? Well, now that they're picking third, first and foremost would be quarterback, which is obvious. Um, but a lot of the talk when they were sitting at 12 going into the draft, one was corner, which they re-signed some of their guys from last year, but I still think that's something they should look at. And then offensive line would be another one. And I know when they were picking at 12, I was hoping for Rashawn Slater. Um, that's obviously not going to happen now. But yeah, what that's did they give the, up to move to three? So they gave up, they, they traded the 12th this year. Their first next year, their first in 2023, and a third in 2022. Jesus, that's and a lot. They got a first. They got the third pick this year, and I think they got like a fifth round this year or something like that. They got one other pick. I can't remember some insignificant pick. Um, and we'll see who they decide to go with because that's one thing that's been nice as a Niner fan. I don't feel like even the year when they made it to the Super Bowl, they weren't talked about as much as you think they would like if it was a Packers with Rogers or Brady team or whatever, they've been the talk for the past month, which has been kind of nice, but it's not all been good talk either. It's been back and forth. I think one of the things with the Niners that you, when you think of them, especially even think of like the eighties, nineties and early two thousands, the dynamic offenses. And that's not what they are right now. They're a good offense, but they're a strong defensive team. And I think that's a very different dynamic as opposed to the history of the Niners. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was watching, uh, might have been Speak for Yourself yesterday, and um, they were talking about Shanahan. Does he have too much power in the organization? And he's known as this offensive genius, but I think it was something like when, since he's taken over, they're like 25th in scoring. And I mean, some of it's also due to they've been good when Jimmy plays and when he doesn't, they're just not very good, which that's what's going to happen when you have Mullins and Bethard and Brian Hoyer and guys like that. But yeah, that's, it has been defense, even that year in the Super Bowl, although the offense wasn't bad, especially the, the running offense, that was, that defense was just the four guys you have on the line, constant pressure on the quarterback, which helps the DBs and the safeties. They don't have to cover for as long. Greenlaw and Fred Warner at linebackers, which are, I think Fred's probably the best linebacker in football. If not, he's second. And then Greenlaw was great. His rookie year, great last year too. So that was, was a great pickup too. I think they got him in like the fifth round last year uh, or two years ago. 
but yeah, it has been defense. Even back to Jim Harbaugh days when they made the Super Bowl against the Ravens, it was all about their defense and the offense was just solid. Take care of the ball. Don't turn it over too much and just keep the other team from scoring. Well, and, and as a Packers fan, one thing I've noticed, the best way to keep Aaron Rodgers from scoring is don't let him on the field. And so when you've got a yeah. strong rushing attack like like the Niners, it's like, cool, let's just eat the clock and, and kill time. Yeah, uh, take which away is possessions. Another, it, which is another thing that has always annoyed me about the Jimmy G naysayers. Like, if you want to talk about his health, that's fair. But people who talk shit because we barely threw the ball against Minnesota or Green Bay, well, if you're not going to tackle our running back and he can get 220 yards, why bother throwing the ball? Yeah, but did you win? That's all that matters. Yeah. It does not matter the stats on who you got there. I'll tell you what, as a quarterback, if I can turn around and hand the ball off 60 times a game and not throw a touch, not throw a pass and win, I'm happy. Yeah. No, I, I completely Neil, can agree. I, can I jump in on the Shanahan uh, uh, offensive guru? Absolutely. So there's no doubt he is an elite play schemer and play caller. No doubt at all. System works great, plug and play. But there is zero evidence that he is good at personnel, like, projection. Uh, when he was, you know, there's a, a famous story when he was the you know, rookie coach with the uh, Texans. He was jumping on the, the table for John Beck, right? <laughs> so, and in 2017, when they took Solomon Thomas, there wasn't even a consideration of Mahomes or Watson, so I don't. I think I think whoever he gets, he's gonna he's gonna they're gonna be successful. But I don't think he's gonna take the most skilled person, and I wouldn't trust him wholly with taking the best possible athlete. Um, I think yesterday when he was at the press conference, Lynch invited him to come for the first time. I think that's Lynch kind of saying, "Hey, Shani, this this is your call. If this fails, it's on you, not me." That's that's kind of the vibe I was getting listening to press conference. Interesting. Now, I will admit, I, I the only clip I heard from the press conference was, we don't know who's going to be alive on Sunday, which was a terrible route to take. <laughs> I even personally would have rather have said we yeah. just played rock, paper, scissor, but <laughs> go wherever you got to go with that one. That was that, so bad. I mean, he, that, that, that was, that's a, it was a stark contrast from a month ago when they said, Jimmy's going to be in the roster. We need Jimmy here. I mean, now, I mean, them thinking that Mac Jones is the, if they could sense that he's the most ready of the guys they could draft, it seems like they're going to just basically give this guy the starting job and uh, Jimmy's being shipped off. The question is, how much better is Mac Jones than Jimmy? Like, aren't they very similar players? Oh, health is the difference. That's it. That's pretty Jimmy, much it. Jimmy's way, Mac, Jimmy's way better looking. Way better looking. <laughs> <laughs> he has probably better abs also. Um, so, so you're just hoping Mac stays healthier and that's all? Not well, I mean, good. if you look at it that way, Jimmy tore his ACL running downfield. I can tell you what, Mac Jones is not going to do that. So you've got that Very going true. in your direction there. Um, I think the Jimmy thing, it, it's tough because he does, Jimmy's not going to win a shootout. I think we can all agree on that one, correct? Well, he did um, the same. The same well, what, 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 what about the same, same yeah. game? Yeah. I have touche. You're right on that. I, I did forget about that game. Um, and there was a – that 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 year we made the Super Bowl, there was two games against the Rams where he led game-winning drives at the end, and I think two also against Arizona, which they weren't exactly shootouts, but they were but, higher. I mean, higher that's, a, that's a score when you need it. Yeah, I yeah. think Jimmy has a ceiling, and I think Mac Jones has a ceiling that are similar. So I think if you trade up that high, I think you need to go for somebody whose ceiling might be a little bit higher. 
And that's what the argument I always have with it. It's just, I feel like Trey Lance's ceiling is higher, but his floor might be lower. So like, how important is that when you draft in that high? Absolutely. And Deshaun, you've ridiculed me for this multiple times, but yeah, I, I think, I think Mac Jones is the pick personally, but I think Trey Lance might be the pick too, just because, because like you said, you still have Jimmy Trey Lance, while his ceiling may be higher, his floor is definitely lower and way lower. And I don't even know if he's at his floor yet. He's played Mm -hmm. 16 games against like Diablo Valley college at this point. That doesn't (laughs) really mean a lot. Will we agree that Shanahan seems to like quarterbacks with high floors? Yes. I think Shanahan likes very smart quarterbacks, not exactly dynamic athletes. And I don't think that's an issue, though. I, I, I don't think, think that's I think a bad Mac thing. Mac Jones reminds him of Matt Ryan a lot. And I think that's uh, don't where. Don't be taking my words here, Deshaun. But I'm like, but that's, what, that's what it seems like. But I mean, personally, I'd take Lance and, and still let Jimmy hang around for a few months. All right. I guess if, if that's the plan. Deshaun, if you, if you guarantee that Mac Jones had Matt Ryan's career, is that, your, is that the pick? No. You gave up too much to get him. You you, you, you jumped too early. If you guarantee Matt Ryan's career, get to a Super Bowl and maybe run the ball a little bit. Does Matt Ryan quarter, have one MVP? He has yeah, one MVP, yeah. right? One MVP. Yes. Yeah. One MVP, one Super Bowl appearance? Not – no. I mean, the only thing that kills it is the, the value you gave up to get to three. Like, you gave up so much to get up there, and your team is Super Bowl ready like everybody agrees. The Niners are really good. Personally, I feel like you should have stayed at 12 and just figured out what to do with Jimmy. And then if you guys or, tank, you guys tank. Or stay at 12 and you can still get Mac Jones. The, so I even think the Niners needs are different. I think they need a number one receiver. Like, I don't think they've had a number one receiver in forever. They could have used the Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, somebody like that. And if that wasn't the selection or if that was a pick first round, second round, I think they needed a, a thunder and lightning type of running back. I think most is really good. But I like a, a Najee Harris would have been great, like a nice one-two punch. Because Shanahan, like you said, draws up great plays, and the running backs definitely succeed in his offenses. So having a one-two hammer and lightning, or thundering lightning, whatever punch you want to call it, on that team would be amazing in making Jimmy G as limited or game manager, whatever you want to call it, as possible. And that's how you get back to the Super Bowl all over again. So now I think the issue with that is Najee Harris would not last, is not going to last till the second round. Well, yeah, you know, well, somebody, I'm sure you can find somebody. Some other, absolutely, no, no, somebody. I agree with you on that, but I think Some Najee Harris. Back. Yeah, I, I don't think he's – I think he's the, the complete deal. Um, well, he's, he's a great pass catcher too, which is one of the things I kind of noticed about him. And he's a, he's, a, he's a California guy, right? He's from California somewhere. He's, he's, uh, he's from Antioch, actually. Yeah, I, Antioch. Uh, I covered him his senior year in one of the games he played against – I think they played Monterey Trail or Sheldon or something, and we went down there and covered the game. He is outstanding. Yeah, I just think um, running backs are so devalued that, you know, maybe he could have slipped a little – down the line and you you team him up with Mostert and you got a hell of a one-two punch. Absolutely. You know, one, one thing I saw about Najee Harris, I think it was actually earlier today, which blew my mind because I think he's good too. But in his time in Alabama, he never had one run over 35 yards. Oh, he's not fast. He's not. He's he's a sit down there, run through, or try to run through as many people as want. He's not fast. He's like a four seven, four or six guy. But I still think even like with that offensive line, his ability to break tackles, you would have thought, okay, he can get the first 10 to 15 yards, no problem, break break a tackle, and then you got a free 10 to 15 more yards right now. No, there. He, he reminds me of Brandon Jacobs. He has no second gear. Like it's just big six-foot-three rolling at you. It's not Derrick Henry big where it's like big and elite speed. No way. 
it's just slow plotter run run you over run run past you or run 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 you over basically but you don't need always need elite speed to get 35 yards <laughs> you need some type of speed in the I'm nfl sure. you might i think yeah. brandon jacobs probably has a run over 35 yards. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it <laughs> but that brandon might jacobs include eight broken tackles too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or Ron hey. Dane. Ron Dane would be another one with Ooh. no speed but a lot of strength. Uh, I wasn't going to be insulting yet, but <laughs> no, I don't mean Najee Harris. I don't mean Najee Harris is, is Ron Dane. I just meant style. <laughs> uh, no, I think he'll definitely be better than Ron Dane. Yeah, and then you know, going back to Deshaun's point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. All the guys are naming a very short career. I don't think you want to throw a first-round pick, second-round pick out of guys unless. Years. Well, I mean, second round pick, yeah, but running backs don't last too long anymore. Like, I feel like the Cowboys are going to cut Zeke no. next year, but that's a whole different story. And I think that one has career. to do with like money years. more than talent. Yeah, but it's just like not a lot of people get that second contract for running backs, especially if you drafted early. You four, four or five years, and pretty much you're done at that point. Well, and a lot of – I mean, Zeke was good when they had a good offensive line. If you don't have a good mm-hmm. offensive line, I don't care how good you are. You're not running but, past any of these DNs and um, D tackles that are in the league Zeke right won. now. Zeke but won. we all watched – Pollard looked better than Zeke last year almost every game I watched. I agree. I had him for a couple games. Yeah, so Zeke just looks like – I don't know, unless something changes this year. It's like I don't see you keep paying him $10, $12, 13000000 million a year to be 60 yards a game. The one defense I will give Zeke is that, like, yeah, when you have Andy Dalton under center, you're facing a nine-man box every single time. So I will give him that. But, yes, I agree that running backs, you just – I mean, it's not even 30 anymore. If you go past 27, yeah, we don't need you. You're to. done. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones this year. That absolutely I, – I had kind of written him off that thinking he was gone. Yeah, especially but, drafting A.J. Dillon. Don't even get mm-hmm. fucking started on the draft last year. Why? What's up? You're not. A, oh, you don't like Jordan Love? Okay, I, I have two theories on this one. The Packers are either the dumbest or the smartest in their draft last year. It was either the dumbest draft because they drafted Jordan Love because they thought he was the future, or it was the smartest because they knew it was going to piss off Aaron Rodgers and they were going to get an MVP season out of him. I just really don't know which one it was. I think Jordan Love is still the future. He hasn't done anything to say he's not, though, right? I Packers. I think the Packers are going to trade him. Really? Think about it. I mean, Aaron's thirty six, going on thirty seven. Looking at the schemes they've got and everything they're doing, he can play till forty easily. But last year was his his comeback year. Really, the two years or three years before that, they were shit compared to Aaron Rodgers of old. Because of injuries, though. Yeah, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers didn't look like Aaron Rodgers the last. And also, Mike Mike McCarthy doesn't understand what a motion is in offense. (laughs) So there's also that. Um, My issue with the draft last year, I had no problem with them not taking receiver. I thought the Niners actually reached for Brandon Ayuk. Now, granted, he had a great year. I'm not denying that. But mm-hmm. I thought he was a reach at, what was he, 23, 24? What, what pick was yeah. he last year? Might be 26. I think they traded 26, that back up yeah. In my opinion, he was still a second-round talent. So I didn't have the issue with the Packers not drafting a wide receiver. My issue was trading with the Vikings and moving up to get a quarterback. And then you draft a running back in the second round and re-sign your running back on your roster. So you basically just completely negated your first and second round picks last year on a team that has now gone to back-to-back NFC title games. What's the stat? Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one touchdown pass to a first round draft pick his whole career or something like that. No, he's only thrown, he's only thrown touchdown passes to one first Mercedes Lewis has like three. 
Now, granted, okay. Mercedes Lewis was a first-round draft pick in like 2005. That's yeah, that's an entirely the only, that's different. The only first-round draft pick yeah. he ever throw a touchdown to. Yep. And Tavon Austin this year was the first first-round wide receiver he's ever thrown a fucking pass to. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but again, I, I like MVS. I like Lazard. I like Big Bob Tanyan. Again, I'm not critiquing those guys. It's MVS just, sucks, by the way. May, well, he, he, he loves to have a biggest – I bet you can catch COVID. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, they – my issue isn't the wide receivers they didn't draft. It's just not utilizing talent at the pick that they had. But we'll, we'll, we'll get off the Packers. I'm sorry, Mike. So let's jump back to Mike. Who do you think they should take at three? Who do you like? If you were John Lynch right now. Um, for me, it's no question. It's Justin Fields. I know you oh, guys don't gosh. agree with that, but 100%. Oh. And I still – honestly – I think it is Justin Fields, and maybe that's me just hoping. But for a team that you heard nothing about the Jimmy G trade, you heard nothing about the Trent Williams trade, heard nothing about this trade to number three, all of a sudden everyone's hearing that it's Mac Jones, Mac Jones, or now a little bit of Trey Lance. doesn't make sense to me. And I actually think the mock draft that Chris Sims just released gives me even more hope because I know that Shanahan's boy, and I'm thinking – 32 fields at 32 makes zero sense to me. No, I agree. Apparently there's a lot of like um, character issues or whatever. He's like, he's uncoachable. That's what everything's coming out. But you know, that's all smoke, smoke screen yeah. bullshit at this point, but that's everything that's coming out now. Cause I mean, if, if we want to get into character, Mac Jones does have two DUIs. So I don't think he might be the best character either. But, I didn't know that. Yeah. He has two DUIs. So I'm thinking what I think. So, it, like, so he likes to party. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That doesn't mean he has bad characters. I, I think they're – Cooper's I mean, not in Alabama. I, I, <laughs> I think they're trying to scare off the Jets off of Justin Fields. And I don't think the Jets are also 100% sold on Zach Wilson yet, which is why I think it could be the Niners trying to scare them off of thinking about Fields. But like I said, that could also be just being hopeful because that's who I want. My second choice would be Trey Lance. And then my third would be Mac. And the thing with Mac Jones, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback. But you don't trade up to three to get him when you could have traded up to seven or eight or even six, wherever you want to go, and give up one less first-round pick instead of giving up two first-round picks. People say three first-round picks because technically they traded three, but they got one back. So I look at it as trading in two first-round picks. For a guy, like I said, even if you stay at 12, maybe comes to you. Because the only team I could have seen taking him is either New England trading ahead or maybe Denver would take him at nine, depending how the draft went. So my hope is Justin Fields. I still think it's Justin Fields. I might look like an idiot about 545 on Thursday. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's where I'm at, at least. What, what about Justin Fields? What has you sold on him? So well, for one, four, four speed. I, I like that he's mobile because it helps. It definitely helps. Okay. And can I, I ask one question? Yeah, go ahead. Name a mobile quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. No, he's Eagles. not. You don't think Mahomes is mobile? Not in the way that, okay, let me rephrase. Not in the way that Justin Fields wants to be. Justin Fields wants to run. Cam Newton, Young, is, come on. Cam Newton is the best closest compared to oh, comparison. Steve Young. Yeah, Steve Young won one, Steve but Young. Steve Young was a better pocket I would, passer than Phil. Yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Young is an anomaly in my opinion. 
I would say Aaron Rodgers is mobile too. Now it's a different kind of mobile. So maybe like you're talking about with Mahomes, it's a different kind of mobile. But yes. I mean, you want a quarterback who can move. Um, even Tom Brady can move. He's whoa, just whoa, whoa. Get fast the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I mean movement in the pocket when I'm talking about. Tom oh, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah. Not, <laughs> no, not and, and, of... and I, I will concede the mobile in the pocket, but I think Justin Fields like, like, I mean, there are multiple. We've seen him make two reads and then take off running, and those quarterbacks do not translate in the NFL. But I think that's also kind of what the Ohio State offense was too. And I that's exactly my concern is that that, that Urban Meyer style of offense does not translate. It never has. The last the last Urban Meyer or that kind of style of quarterback that was, I mean, arguably decent or good is Alex Smith. And he wasn't yeah, good till he was 10 years, years in the still, league. That's still pretty good. Well, it wasn't 10 years. It's 2011. Six years in. <laughs> Seven years in. My bad. <laughs> some respect on Alex Smith's career. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, no, I think Alex Smith is a good quarterback, but it took him how many years to become a legitimate NFL quarterback? I mean, well, he, he had six have a new offensive coordinator. coordinator years, yeah. Yeah. That's true. No, that did not help him at all. He What, he had don't, eight coordinators in eight years? Don't blame this on Michael six, Singletary. Six yeah. And he had a lot of coach defensive team. coaches. He did. He did. Not, not, not once to develop him and all that. So, Deshaun, who, who do you think the Niners take at three? I think they take Lance. You think Lance? Okay. Yeah. I just I think if you if you try to keep Jimmy G around, and that's the goal, you keep Jimmy G around for a year. You let Lance sit for a whole year and figure everything out, and he's the best of both worlds. I think it's very important for a quarterback to extend the play. You don't have to be as mobile like, like as you're talking about, but being able to move in the pocket and extend the play, that's what you're talking about, Brady being there and shuffle the speed or boy. I just don't see Matt Jones doing that. I see him taking hits in college. Like, if you look at all those college roles, he's getting lit up, and I can only imagine the hits are going to get bigger and stronger, and the players are going to get faster. And he's not going to stay healthy. For, he's not an athlete. He's a, he's a precision quarterback who throws the wide-open receivers. So there has to be at least two or three of these guys who bust in this draft because there's five of them. So, you know, study show numbers or whatever you want to bring up, that two of these guys are going to shit the bed. And I think Mac Jones is one of those guys who just isn't going to correlate to the NFL. So, you know what I think is funny about Lance? When people talk about him, when they talk, okay, he has arm strength, he's mobile. His What's his issue? Accuracy. As a 49er fan, I, I think about that. I'm like, let's see, mobile quarterback who can run, strong arm, but not always accurate. That's Colin Kaepernick. And Kaepernick got you to the Super Bowl, right? He, he I think I think of Josh Allen is what I think Trey Lance yeah, like, turns we into. Can't be Josh Allen. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, I think go. Josh Allen is what he turns into. I mean, he could he? Yeah, but he Josh, Josh Allen is like the cream of the crop right now. Uh, I just think I think Kaepernick because I think he runs. I I mean, we were talking about Justin Fields how he he chooses to run. Well, not last year because they only played one game, but the year before, 2019, Lance ran for 1,100 yards. So a lot lot of that stuff's designed though. Like they're, they're a little different. 28 touchdown passes, no interceptions. You can't beat stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But like I said, the the big thing on him is accuracy. He's mobile. He throws, he can throw the, I mean, he throws arm strength through the roof. I I just said, I'm not saying he's going to be Kaepernick. That's just what people said about Kaepernick coming Mm -hmm. out. And the thing, the Deshaun, the one thing I'll counter you is again playing against Division Two. Like oh, those sure. win- those windows were yards wide. You get to the NFL, these windows are inches wide. So how big was Mac Jones's windows? Because you're throwing the three first rounders at least. So are you going to make the same argument about Tua and Joe Burrow? Oh, Tua shit. 
Oh, all right. I mean, but Joe Burrow was throwing the first rounders too, though. Burrow yeah, but they were at least a little bit more covered. I feel like Alabama's just Alabama's playing D two teams is what it looks like out there. So all their so you're guys calling are, Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, I mean, all those teams D two. I mean, when when you compare it to the people that that are on the Alabama team, they're head and shoulders above their competition. They're better coached. They're better athletes. Whatever you want to call it, Alabama is the cream of college football. So going and up and. I feel it's, like it's, LSU it's, last year was the same way or two years yeah, ago, but whatever that like was. Going up against those guys is just like they make things look easy. And it just it almost seems like it's too easy. Okay, so like but the, that that's only Saturdays. What about the Monday through Fridays when they're practicing against the Alabama defense who are the number ones? True. I, I think Mac Jones, I'm all in on Mac Jones. I think he's really? the number two quarterback in the class for me. So do, who do you think is not who's gonna bust? That's my I think question. Zach Wilson and Zach Justin Wilson? Fields. Both of them, okay. Zach Wilson, again, same as Trey Lance. He's played against the Mountain West. Who the hell is in the Mountain West? <laughs> I think he's going to bat the Jets, too. The Jets yeah, are no, I, I think Zach Wilson – I have not I, – I think Zach Wilson – I mean, Deshaun, you were talking. I like Kyle Trask over Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson has not played against a single athlete in his career. Right. And has not been very good about it. So – and, and you saw that chart I sent out the other day. He throws slants, crossers, and five-yard outs. That is not going to translate in the NFL. That you know what that translates to? Pick six. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's Matt Schaub territory. <laughs> Matt Schaub, six or seven pick sixes in a row. You right against the Niners. One of them was against the Niners too. Like yeah. So Sean, we'll jump over to you. Who who do you think the Niners take? Uh, I'm rooting for Trey Lance. Oh, nice and the tie reason I want. Person, by the way. Oh, thank you, sir. It's Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh getting fancy so i actually want trey lance but not for all the technical reasons you guys are giving i have not seen him play one game i've only seen highlights so to me in my mind he can be patrick mahomes so that's what i'm rooting for just, <laughs> just, just, just a dream that's all i mean really i don't i don't really care who they pick because as long as they pick the person that ends up being good for the niners and as long as that quarterback is the quarterback when i'm 50 years old then I'll think it's a good pick. Is that four years from now? No, it's good. I, think <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got uh, 13, 13 and a half years. There we go. 12 and a half years. But I, I think the pick's going to be Mac Jones, unfortunately. But whatever. So you're, guess, you're not you know, sold on Mac Jones either? I, he just, I think he had it too easy in the games. I, I think, I think the practice is probably harder than the games for him. Oh, I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. Um, look again, but what what the fuck do I know? I'm I work in a card room. I don't evaluate <laughs> quarterbacks. I, I, my my auditions are for dealers. The interviews for floor people and people who can help run a casino. That's better. <laughs> I don't think Mac Jones interviewing for that. So oh he, so, he, he, oh, he would fail. He'd fail miserably. He's going to get a key employee license. Those two DUIs are going to hold him back from his key play. No key for for Mac. So if the Niners draft a quarterback like we all think, Mike, what what happens to Jimmy? Is is he around for a year, or do you think he's gone by by Sunday like Shanahan thinks he might be? So I think if the pick is Lance, you have to keep Jimmy because you have aspirations of competing for Super Bowl again. You're not going to do that with Lance right away. Even if he eventually becomes what people think he can be, that's not going to happen year one. 
I think if the pick is Mac Jones, he's gone before the end of the draft. And I think if it's Fields, it's a toss-up. I think you got to look – Fields, could he come in and start right away? I'm not a big fan if you're a Super Bowl contending team of starting a rookie quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. But I think Lance, 100%, Jimmy stays. Mac Jones, 100%, Jimmy's gone. And then Fields, at that point, it's 50-50. I guess if, if they get an offer, they can't refuse. If they pick fields for Jimmy, then they do it. If not, they hang on to him and and then they start the year expecting Jimmy to start and then go for their wait for him to get hurt week five or whenever it happens and then throw fields out there. Here, here's this. What Never do you think about this? The Niners are not a championship Super Bowl contending team. I think that's 100% false. If they're 100% healthy. Uh, okay, so they have no corners whatsoever. Well, we had Jason Verrett, who I think was the lowest completion percentage allowed last year. And they lost their defensive coordinator. We their quarterback can't stay healthy. They have no number one receiver. Like, I, I think all the Niners bias, and you guys are just overskipping the whole point. You finished, what was it, third in division last year. The Rams got better. Seattle, you guys still can't fuck with because of Russell Wilson. Arizona's doing everything possible to give Kyler Murray an opportunity to be better. It's just like I think Damn. we're skipping we're skipping over steps that just assume the Niners are going to get back to Super Bowl they got there two years ago. The Niners might be the third or fourth best team in that division. But I would say two. Okay, two years ago, think about that team. What's different with this team coming into this year? Before the draft, obviously. I mean, there's Richard, Richard Sherman. Okay. Um, their defensive coordinator. Okay. They had before Mostert really broke out. You had a healthy Jimmy G through the whole season, which it seems like it's impossible to happen now. The offensive line might be might have been better. Trent Williams, Joe Staley is pretty much a wash to me. But and, but, but both both elite. Both oh both oh super elite. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, talking okay. shit on either one of them. Yeah, they're both super elite. I'm just saying, I feel like the Niners bias. You guys are kind of skipping over the steps that are uh, kind of getting so there. The, to the year the year they made the Super Bowl, who was their number one wide receiver? Kittle, right? Are we going to call Kittle the number one receiver? I mean, we still got there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, so I'm, I'm saying, just saying, I feel like I, I agree with you. We don't have that legit, like, go to number one guy. But I think with Shanahan's offense, the way he runs it, the way he plays calls, you don't necessarily need that either. I just I feel like the defense is going to take a step back. And if the defense takes a step back, the Niners aren't good enough offensively to make up for that step back. They're taking the defense. Like they were getting, they were getting smoked on almost every fucking deep go route last year. Yeah, but and it wasn't. It wasn't by Bosa making the quarterback have to throw it in two seconds instead. No, of I agree. He's he's, he's vital to everything they do. But I'm just saying, it's just I I like who's the running back you were talking or linebacker you were talking about earlier. Fred Warner. Warner really good. Bosa really yeah. good. But after that, it gets gets sketch. Sean, what do you think about all this? I think if you're drafting a quarterback, number three, you are acknowledging you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. And you're, 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 at, you're building for the future. You're looking at year two at the earliest, but you're really shooting for year three on that rookie deal. And that would kind of coincide with a lot of guys being in their prime and a lot of guys needing contracts the next year. Right? You'd be going into – that'd be year five of Nick Bosa – so you might lose, you're going to lose some of these guys. So I think they're looking at this year is, let's see how good we can be, but I don't have the expectation of us winning the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Or we're acknowledging the guy that we have here who's starting, we, we're trying to replace him. So we don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. 
So I think they're looking at your year two and year three, almost fo- trying to follow the Mahomes uh, blueprint, which if, if it's Trey Lance, I hope that works out that way. And I think not, not to say that the Niners are getting worse, but I think kind of on what Deshaun was saying, the Rams got better. Uh, I don't know if the Seahawks got better. I think the Seahawks might be on a downward trajectory, but, but the Cardinals got a lot better. And so I think, I think, I don't think the Niners necessarily got worse or are getting worse, but I think the talents or the, the, the competition around them has gotten more difficult. I think we can all. Neil, besides Cliff Kingsbury winning oh. Holly Saunders when she was incredibly attractive. <laughs> what else does he want in life? Nothing. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. But I mean the talent on the field, though. Oh, no, he, he'll, he'll find a way to fuck it up. Absolutely. He, you can only run mesh so many times before uh, before <laughs> linebackers pick that up. His offensive play yeah. calling last year was atrocious. Also, yeah, I mean, Arizona beat San Francisco, right? When Murray, healthy Murray, supposedly. Arizona won last year. They played the first game of the Murray's year. Murray's really good. Murray's really good. Yeah. Russell Wilson's really, they have elite quarterbacks in that division. And yes. I feel like the Niners don't have an elite quarterback. And that's what's going to separate you when all the teams are pretty much equal talent-wise. And I'm going to warn that? you guys as a Packers fan, Matt Stafford, do not sleep on him. That is oh, a fucking fight. quarterback. He is yeah. good. Oh, I was hoping the Niners were going to trade for him before the Rams got him. I already bought the Stafford nine jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sta- Stafford is the real deal. I-, I think a lot of people are. I mean, I- I've watched him being an NFC North fan. Like I- I've kept an eye on him. I think a lot of people are on the West Coast are going to be like, "Oh, this guy can actually play." Because I feel like the only time he gets on TV is Thursday morning of Thanksgiving, and whenever yes. Aaron Rodgers is beating the shit out of them on Sunday, and he's afternoon. still throwing for four hundred yards, and it's not four hundred yards and four, but yeah. they lose 35-28. Yeah, Matt Stafford is good. Um, if you're the they, Niners, do you like package whatever you got less and see if you can get like Deshaun Watson out of Houston? I know that's like a touchy subject uh, right now. I mean, do you just we, maybe we'll just it? leave this in the, in, touchy, in the field. Touchy Deshaun. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> nice. I, I, I would 100% do it. 100%. I would not <laughs> touch Deshaun Watson with a 10 foot pole. Really? You wouldn't, uh, touch would you wouldn't throw like a first round pick at him and just say, I'll take him and deal with whatever it is. Look, if there were two or three allegations, maybe we're oh, at 22. I'm not even talking about if he's guilty or innocent, but do you just you you wait for the redemption tour? Nah. No, nope, okay. nope, nope. I, I Neil, don't. What's up, Sean? Deshaun has no problem using his pole for touching. <laughs> well documented. He's done about 22 times now. I mean, let's be honest. How does Bob Kraft not go get him? Yeah. Bob's thinking about you know buy one get one free massages. He's, you know, he's, yeah, no, it's he's a cheap dude. Now, all that being said, that is just an unfortunate situation all around. I just want to make that totally clear for everyone. That's just it's creepy. It's not good. Um, and I hope it all works out for the best. And I don't know how it does, but luckily I don't have to make that decision. That's so. I, so I would bad. ask this too. If let's say he's found, he gets charged with these or whatever. Oh no! It's, he he definitely did this shit. Do you think? What do you think happens? Do you think he's going to serve jail time? Do you think he'll get out of jail? No, no jail time. No jail I don't time? think jail time, but I don't think he's taking another snap in the NFL at all. Really? I think he's no, I mean, that's where like, that's where I disagree. I see him getting suspended at a year at the most. Where's Ray Rice? Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's that was a one. No, but it's not though. I that think was one. That was on camera though. That's true. And, and I, I, I feel like Ray Rice was at a dot. He was at almost that tipping point for running backs that you talk about. Anyway, he was 28, he, he was, 20, he was, 27. He was, he was Zeke. He was Zeke next year. 
<laughs> he was Zeke next year to beat a girl. You can't the, come back. The problem with Ray Rice is that he 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 threw a check hook like he's done it before. That wasn't <laughs> his first time he's done that. <laughs> but 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 that's, that's, that's where I, come, that's where was, I it, come back to the numbers. When you're at 22, that's an oh, issue. He's, he's he is. It's all about power, right? Like something's wrong with Watson, where he's a good-looking dude who has smoking ass girlfriend, and he's hitting up the same girls on Instagram he hit up before after he already did stuff and the girl didn't want to see him again and the girl had to remind him, hey, you know, I follow the rules, you know. Yeah. I ain't going to touch yeah. your dick. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Please keep the towel on and then, you know, it's, uh, so it's definitely, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah, it sounds like you listened to that Pablo Torre podcast. No, I, I just, I just read the article oh, and okay. you know, he's, he's like any serial offender with anything, right? They're, it's power. In their mind, they're not doing. Yeah, it's 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 all about power. Well, and I mean, you, you I, see a lot. Of, that's with a lot of, especially football. Like these guys have been catered to since they were 13 years old. They don't know the word no. And that's another an example. Another example too. I, I'm, for lack of a better word, I'm gonna say in defense of Deshaun Watson uh, for for his career. Pe- uh, people love dogs more than they love people, and Vic still <laughs> played after he served some jail no. time. So so true. Vic Vic went to jail. Yeah. That you know when when that that is a very now the only thing I would spin the the, the only difference is that was we're just in a different age right now. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Twenty twenty one is just totally different than oh seven. I don't um, think Vic would ever play again if that happened now. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Really, you think so? Yeah, I yeah, don't I think, think so either. I'm, I'm with Sean on that one. See, I think talent always wins out. If a team can get somebody that can help their team win. And, and for what price? Like, this is the America land of second chances. Everybody kind of believes everybody. Oh, hey, Deshaun Watson on a, on a minimum deal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Says, oh no. that's not all aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Levitar, no too? You got, like, $50 million yeah. from fucking DraftKings or something? Like you, you just see that Conor McGregor sold his whiskey for six hundred million. I did see Are you that six hundred. Yeah, he's yeah. no longer the uh, the primary investor, or what? whatever he is. Yeah. Why? Why the fuck is he gonna fight Dustin Poirier for like ten million? Like you could injure your brain, be, never be the same, and you're getting broken off like that. What? What's the point of fighting? Okay, the one Jake person Paul, I so. want to see get broken off is Jake Paul or Logan Paul or whichever yeah. one that is. I <laughs> want to see him get. Them. Destroyed. Weren't they screaming the well, fuck Jake Paul at the the yeah, UFC they were. fight or something? Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's exactly what he wanted. You know? Oh, what I yeah. Mean? Logan Paul's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition on June sixth in in uh, Florida. Ugh, I want so, Mayweather to just knock him clean. He he won't. He'll carry him like McGregor for yeah exactly the fight and, and then push him over when he's tired. That's the the problem Logan Logan Paul's a joke as a as a boxer. Jake Paul's actually. I've seen way, way worse pros. He's actually not that bad. <laughs> I want to see Jake Paul get destroyed by Cormier. Uh, Cormier wouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't try to fight him stand up. No, no, no. Cormier said, I'm not boxing. If we're going to fight, we're going to fight M- fight MMA. And I completely I mean, agree. I mean, it, I mean, that tells you that Cormier gives enough respect to the Paul that he does have at least decent amateur to pro skills in the boxing ring. Well, that was what Cormier said when someone was like, why don't you hit him in the ring? He's like, or, or when, when they were at the fight, he's like, I got a brand. I, I got rules to follow. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lower to his level. And I respected him for that because like I don't know Jake, if I would have had Jake that control. Wants that. Jake wants that. Too. Exactly. You're hundred percent correct. He's an instigator. Um, well, that was quite a spin off topic, but that was enjoyable. <laughs> um, 
well it's it's been a been a good podcast i thank you all for coming on uh we will uh we'll definitely do this again soon um thank you for listening to us and we'll uh real real quick before oh, we dive in. yeah i just want to try and speak this into existence oh boy Second round for the 49ers, Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida Ooh, State. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, Makes me I, feel old when the juniors are coming through. Uh, doesn't it, though? I completely <laughs> agree. Like J.C. Uh, Horn. I was like, oh, I love, used to love watching Joe Horn play. I oh, didn't know that he picked up the flip phone. Oh, absolutely. In New Orleans. I didn't realize that was Joe Horn's kid till about five minutes before the podcast when I was watching the mock draft. <laughs> Um, I want the Packers to draft whatever Atlanta needs so the Packers can get Julio Jones after oh, June 1st. That, that's exactly what I want. So That would be crazy. Oh, that would be unstoppable. <clears throat> Who are you going to double? It's a wrap. Yeah, but Julio will be hurt with a pulled hamstring after week two and then be hurt the whole season. Hey, he can be hurt all season as long as he plays weeks 18, 19, and 20. <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen, uh, any last words by anyone? Nope. All good. Well, cool. It's been a good time and we will uh, talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening.